0: This week's episode focuses on sexual consent and its opposite or lack thereof so if that's a triggering topic for you go ahead and skip this one before the uh, intro finishes.
1: We're safe. Everybody's okay. Yep. For now. So consent has been in the news a lot lately, Um, not just with the hashtag MeToo movement, although a lot of it is is around that. It's sort of nice that um, more women are feeling empowered, and not just women. More people are feeling empowered to come forward um, to talk about their uh, assaults, basically. Um, Aziz Ansari was in the news just this week and uh which and is there'll be a new so- one by the time you listen. Oh, undoubtedly. It's just it's so I mean it's so disappointing that somebody who kind of is positioning his career and his comedy around like, hey, aren't guys shitty like I'm not with the implication that he's not like that, but actually he super is. Yeah. Um, apparently, which sucks. Uh, So, so, you know, there's this issue as a, as a man, how can you possibly know whether it's okay for you to continue pressuring a woman for sex? And the answer is you're fucking asking the wrong (laughs) question, asshole. Um, Meanwhile, a bunch of tech douches in Silicon (laughs) Valley, well, I assume they're in Silicon Valley. Anyway, they're definitely a bunch of tech douches. Uh, have this hammer that's blockchain (laughs) and the nail that they now see is the issue of consent, except they get it completely wrong in every way. Like everything about their understanding of both the problem and the possible solution is completely fucking backward.
0: Yeah. So the name of this thing is legal fling. Um, And like that that tells you you know almost everything you need to know about how <laughs> misguided they are in uh, what consent is um and i don't know where i saw it first so i don't know who to credit but um consent is
1: enthusiastic right <laughs>
0: it is not ambiguous
1: and if you have to like keep pushing for it it's not real if you have to lawyer up for it <laughs> right like if you feel if you feel that you're at risk of a lawsuit or at least an accusation of assault, the solution isn't going to be an app. The solution is to stop interacting with women for a really long time and, like, do it, enter therapy. Like, for real, go to a therapist and talk about it because you've got issues, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, the blockchain, as we discussed in our cryptocurrency episode, is that thing <laughs> where you uh, have a bunch of one-way hashes pointing to each other in a blink list. And, uh, the idea is that since the blockchain is based on distrust, that it's all open and verifiable and therefore is a good idea to use it for contracts. And in fact, a better real world example of something that in currency would be like voting records. Um, but, uh, so there are a couple of problems <laughs> with using this for consent. Um, not least of which, uh, technically is that, um,
1: what is the payout for mining this blockchain? Right. Is it sex? Because <laughs> that's creepy. Also, like, it's going to get exponentially harder to, like, compute these contracts. So at some point, everybody's just going to have to stop having this weird coercive sex. Um, yeah.
0: Well, the, al- the alternative <laughs> is to piggyback on an existing blockchain, i.e. an existing cryptocurrency, um, which just turns it into money for sex.
1: Which is also like sex work is it, valid work but when it's it's <laughs> undertaken like willingly and yeah, and, and
0: that's <laughs> that's all well and good, but it's not legal at the present time in the United States, which is you know
1: yeah, in most places that is that is correct right. Um, I don't I don't think interstate uh, sex sex work is is on the up and up legally speaking, um, but also the idea. Of a contract, part of being verifiable is permanence, right? And consent is not permanent. Like it's
0: revocable,
1: right? Like if I think maybe I want to, like maybe I want to sleep with you, and then it turns out you have really foul breath, like I can revoke that, like and I will (laughs) immediately. I mean, I won't anyway because I'm like married and whatever. But which (laughs) thank the Lord because if I had to be dating in this day and age, like I would. I there would be a string of dead guys in my wake like <laughs> I just could not deal with this nonsense and 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 dudes going around with this with this thinking like they're going to defend themselves first of all these are dudes who are defending themselves against women who just want to take them down or who have regrets the next morning or something and and so like they're shitty shitty dudes Um, if you're worried that, I mean, if you're worried that a woman after being around you is going to like feel assaulted by you, that is, (laughs) again, the solution is not to have one of these ridiculous contracts in place, but to stop being a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so maybe something that's to blame for all this, uh, is uh another story that came out at the same time which is that um the me too movement is going to kill sexy time in hollywood and you <laughs> know like in movies they mean
1: yeah no it's not <sighs> it's super not i so remember every time there's like an Amazon ebook settlement and people are like, "I got like five bucks and they're like, I got ten bucks. I'm like, I got one hundred and seventy two dollars. I buy a lot of ebooks and most of them are romance novels. and the thing about modern romance novels is that enthusiastic consent is like the core ideology <laughs> of all of them and they're hot like they're like they're I mean and and it's not just like, romance novels but like erotica too and i've I've read some of that i can cop to that because who gives a fuck um and it's it's totally fine like there's nothing (laughs) coercion (laughs) coercion isn't actually all that sexy okay like it's just not it it's certainly not the most sexy thing by any means yeah and
0: you know you can see like the I mean, I get what the article is trying to say, which is that the history of romance in film is coercion. (laughs) You know, it's basically movie after movie of a guy, you know, wearing a girl down.
1: (laughs) Right. That's actually not cool and not sexy. And sometimes, like, when you're watching an older movie like that, it's really uncomfortable, actually. Yeah. Like, you're like, that man is raping her. (laughs) Pretty much. So, yeah,
0: I mean, if it kills that stuff, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah, that's great.
1: <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to learn how to write. Oh, my God. How terrible. Yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, if that tanks, you know, like the next Fifty Shades sequel from coming out, because those are awful for, you know, lack
1: of properly written consent instead of coercion, then Fine. that's great, too. <laughs> A-plus result, man. Like, the thing about those those novels is that they're fan fiction. They're and they written by somebody who, from what I've read, has very little understanding of the BDSM community. So it's really actually not just not very good writing, but like really terrible, uh, just a really inaccurate portrayal of bdsm which which by its very nature is like even more all about consent than just like regular straight sex because there's um so Danger. Much, right there's yeah. so much greater potential for for physical harm um so yeah
0: yeah i think one of the major uh, criticisms from the community regarding the first book and i don't know if the scene made it into a movie um was uh one of the characters forgetting what the safe word was oh my god and, not and like to. the scene proceeding to continue and it's like yeah. uh no 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 no
1: <laughs> no that's no you need to stop and be like oh wait hang on what like yeah that yeah it's it's uh really actually pretty bad <laughs> and people are getting really the wrong idea um and also like it there's this whole argument about, like, women buying books like Fifty Shades, and that means, I guess, that it's okay to physically assault them? Like, they, <laughs> like somehow these dudes are, like, drawing a line between, well, women like to read this, so they, why do they act like this other thing isn't okay? And it's like, first of all, it's fiction. <laughs> like, I read about a lot of things that I don't want to do that I'm not interested in experiencing, like, at all. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I have zero interest in BDSM. Also, I really don't like to read about BDSM. I'm always a little bit disappointed when, like, a book doesn't say up front that it's BDSM because I don't... It's just not my thing Um, because I'm, like, boring and vanilla or whatever, which (laughs) is fine. But, uh, (laughs) like, even... I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd. It just, it kind of blows my mind that people want to argue that like, you can't make certain kinds of movies anymore, that like, that's a good thing. That means that a whole generation of people possibly might not be raised with the idea that some of these behaviors are acceptable. I mean, part of the whole reason why so many dudes think that it's their job to coerce women into sleeping with them is that that's like what all of our media portray pretty much. <laughs> and like it,
0: like we are at such a low point right now. Like, yeah. Okay. It's better than the thirties, but um, it's still bad <laughs> enough that to not do this is uh, uh, well, here, here's a quote from an article. Um, an early casualty of climate shift, may be big screen erotica, unless it has a feminist spin
1: um consent is not a (laughs) feminist construct no i mean it's true that people who oppose feminism also don't care enough about consent because they're shitty but uh that is a
0: correlation
1: right (laughs) and even if you have all of these like if if you know people want to make movies about romance and erotica like just there are so many novels out there who get it that get it right just make them into movies <laughs> I, I have like recommendations you can like <laughs> you can at me on twitter dm me or well i don't have open dms but because i don't need to go there but i mean it probably wouldn't mm-hmm. matter because i'm super low profile but i still like <laughs> i'm not interested in that whole thing but you know at me and then i'll follow you and then i'll dm you some recommendations or whatever oh you don't want to put them in the notes um Well, well, yeah, I can put a few, like, broad things that I think in general are excellent and that almost anybody would like, sure. But, like, you know, if you have a specific – although, granted, I mostly read historicals. But Um, uh, two uh, two things – actually, one of my um, favorite writers is somebody I met in person at DragonCon because she's a friend of one of my friends, which is awesome, Um, Delilah S. Dawson. She actually wrote uh, a novel, um, Phasma, about – captain phasma which is kind of awesome i haven't read it yet but i kind of want to like i don't usually read that sort of thing but she is such an awesome writer and is so good at world building and characterization that i would probably actually really enjoy it Uh, but anyway like one of her earlier series uh is about like it's kind of like a it's kind of steampunk vampires uh sexy vampires (laughs) and and it's It's super hot and great and I recommend all of those books and basically everything she's ever written. She's also written a few YA novels. Um, And another uh, author whose work I recommend just wholesale is Courtney Milan, Um, particularly her, I think it's called the Cyclone series. Um, She's written a couple of uh, contemporary romance novels that are really great, um, not just because of you know, the sexy times. <laughs> but because they take on, um, they, they, like, teach you a lot of things in the course of, you know, advancing the plot and these characters' lives and whatever. Um, I think they're really awesome. And th- it's, they're super good. Like, there's so much that's possible within a framework of enthusiastic consent that it's, like, it's lazy and stupid to to imply that, you know, requiring actual consent on the part of a woman is going to ruin anything. It's super, (laughs) it's super won't. I promise.
0: Yeah. Uh, So um, this wasn't long enough for a topic, but it was something I I have been thinking about for a while, which is, um, well, we are so far removed from even recognizing consent that there's this um, really holier than thou social justice points hot take on, uh, the song baby it's cold outside
1: oh yeah um
0: so uh the gist of the uh the hot take interpretation of the lyrics is that the uh uh the uh voice that's traditionally male is trying to persuade the voice that's traditionally female to stay over at his place because baby it's cold outside instead of you know her going home and freezing to death um but a deeper dive into the lyrics um shows that She's trying to um convince herself um uh, to st- uh, or rather she's trying to bring up all the reasons um she can't stay because basically women are are aren't allowed to have premarital sex at the time the song takes place, right. Uh, um you know, like she's worried about what her family will think. Um, the uh expression, uh, what's in this drink?" is uh, said by her um and you know everyone jumps to you know date rape but at the time the expression was you know just a woman drinking perfectly non-alcoholic punch who swoons o- over a gentleman isn't allowed to swoon if she isn't you know inebriated because that would be right. enthusiastic consent or premarital consent
1: <laughs> right what a toxic environment that would that that was like it really sets you up for rape as a woman because yeah. you you have to put up this like token defense of yourself, but actually sometimes you might be trying to really not have sex with a dude, and it it's it's just really shitty. Um, and you have to pretend to be drunk, which encourages dudes to actually get you drunk. And right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're like slowly moving away from that, and I kind of wish we could move away from it faster so i mean the one the half of the lesson is the song isn't as bad as it would be if somebody wrote it today but it's also like super not great either because of (laughs) because of the environment in which it was written and the ideas that it you know are central to its existence
0: right because it's not like it was supposed to be you know like a social justice piece about you know agency either (laughs) You know, it's just a. Yeah. You know, it was it was just a one off skit for like a TV show. You know.
1: It's really catchy though. Yeah. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I really I have like four versions of it on my. Uh, Your playlist exhausted of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas playlist. <laughs> yeah. I wish um, that I were less lazy about my music, so that I could I would. And that iTunes sucked less So I could just make like a not Christmas Like shuffle all except Christmas list But
0: You can um, define your own genre In iTunes you don't have to use from the drop down So you can just reassign them all to Christmas And then make a playlist where a genre not equal Christmas And then
1: But that's work That I don't want to (laughs) do But that's an episode For another day (laughs) Yeah, iTunes